Welcome to Shooting for the Stars, a podcast series brought to you by Southern Cross Business Advisors, helping our clients identify and achieve their life goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or maybe even good night, depending on where you're tuning in anywhere around this great world of ours. Happy November to you all. Hopefully it's been a very elegant November for you so far, just like the great mayor that romped home in the 2021 Melbourne Cup to become the first mayor since the immortal Maccabi Diva went back to back to back in 2003, 2004 and 2005. Louis Bulzami back with you for the latest edition of Shooting for the Stars, brought to you by the good folk at Southern Cross Business Advisors in the heart of Sunraysia, 234 Deakin Avenue, Mildura. Now, unfortunately, we weren't able to bring you the Managing People During COVID episode, scheduled to be released a fortnight ago with Managing Director Noel Costa. A lot happened in the month of October and plenty of it filled up Noel's diary at very short notice. So it was just impossible to be able to get Noel aside for that genuine conversation and that genuine time to record that episode. So we do apologize for that, but fear not, we will be able to get Noel on board at some stage in the near future to have that discussion. So as far as this episode is concerned, we're back on the topic of COVID-19 grants. Yes, yes, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Thank you, Michael Corleone. But instead of discussing any new grants that have been recently announced, because it's fair to say there haven't really been any grants at all that have been announced in recent times, as the focus has been on opening the economy back up, as opposed to supporting the economy during lockdown, instead we're going to discuss the tax status of the grants that have been announced, and why certain grants are taxable, and why certain grants are tax-free. But before I dive deep into this, I want to make this disclaimer at the very top that this is only general advice in nature and not meant to be interpreted as specific advice to your needs or situations. Of course, if you do need specific advice, you can engage us if you are our client or looking to become our client. You can come and make a booking with us and we can discuss your specific grants to see whether they are taxable or not. Or you can consult a tax lawyer if you want that extra layer of protection. Or you can go to the very top, talk to the Australian Taxation Office and receive a private ruling. Now, to determine whether a COVID-19 grant does receive tax-free status as opposed to being taxable and included in your assessable income in your tax return, it's not just simply Prime Minister Scott Morrison going, ah, yeah, they're tax-free, don't worry about it there has to be legislative backing to this. So there has to be legislation brought into federal parliament to determine the tax status of these grants. And if there's existing legislation that's in place, which normally deals with grants of this nature, then there will be amendments to the existing acts of legislation, which will add further clauses in or refine certain clauses to adhere to the tax status requirements of these specific grants. So the main legislation that covers this is the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997, which is a Commonwealth Act, so a federal act. And the Income Tax Assessment Eligible State and Territory COVID-19 Economic Recovery Grant Programs Declaration 2020, which served as an addendum to the Income Tax Assessment Act and provided for amendments to the Income Tax Assessment Act to allow 
for certain COVID-19 grants to become non-assessable, non-exempt income, otherwise known as tax-free income. This has led to the insertion of Section 59-97 in the Tax Act, which is entitled State and Territory Grants to Small Business Relating to the Recovery from the Coronavirus Known as COVID-19. Subsection 1 of this section says, A payment an entity receives is not assessable income and is not exempt income if A. The entity receives the payment under a grant program administered by either a state or a territory, or an authority of a state or a territory, and B, the grant program is declared under subsection 3 to be an eligible program, whether this declaration is made before, on or after the day the entity receives the payment, and C, the entity receives the payment in the 2020-2021 financial year or 2021-2022 financial year, and D, the entity is a small business entity or an entity covered by subsection 2 for the income year in which the entity receives the payment. So you need to meet all four of those criteria in order to have the opportunity to have your grant assessed as tax-free. But the crucial element of that particular subsection is B, that the grant program is declared under subsection 3 of this section of this Act to be an eligible program. So we'll get to that in just a minute. Section 59-97 subsection 2 says an entity is covered by this subsection for an income year if A. The entity is not a small business entity for the income year and B. The entity would be a small business entity for the income year if each reference in subdivision 328C about what is a small business entity to $10 million turnover were instead a reference to $50 million turnover and the reference in paragraph 328-110, subsection 5b, to a small business entity were instead a reference to an entity covered by this subsection. So if you're listening to that and your mind's exploding going, what does that all mean? It pretty much just references what a small business entity is for the purposes of this particular section. So it's effectively based on turnover limits. So certain grants required businesses to have a turnover of less than 10 mil or less than 50 million. So it relates back to the definition of a small business entity effectively. Now we know with the New South Wales Job Saver Grant, initially when that was released back in July of this year, that was limited to businesses with a turnover of no more than $50 million, but was later increased to be available to small businesses with a turnover of up to $250 million. So there's an example of a specific grant which was not limited to small businesses only. However, those businesses with a turnover in excess of $50 million, so between $50 million and $1 and $250 million, would still have to report their job saver payments in their tax returns as accessible income, much like JobKeeper in 2020 and early 2021, because they don't meet the definition of a small business entity as per section 59-97 subsection 2 of the Tax Act. So there's an exception to the rule of a grant that has been given tax-free status in the case of JobSaver, but not tax-free in the hands of those businesses with a turnover in excess of $50 million. Section 59-97 subsection 3 says... The minister must, by legislative instrument, declare a grant program to be an eligible program if the minister is satisfied that A. The 
program was first publicly announced on or after the 13th of September 2020 by the state, territory or authority that is administering it, and B, the program is in effect responding to economic impacts of the coronavirus known as COVID-19, and C, the program is in effect directed at supporting businesses who are the subject of a public health directive applying to a geographical area in which the businesses operate, i.e. lockdowns, and whose operations have been significantly disrupted as a result of the public health directive, so lockdowns or density limit restrictions or anything in between, and D, the state, territory or authority has requested the program to be declared to be an eligible program under this subsection. This is the most vital subsection of section 59-97, so the minister in this case would be the federal treasurer Josh Frydenberg, who would then come out and declare that yes, we are giving non-assessable, non-exempt, aka tax-free status to this grant because the state, territory or authority that has announced this grant has formally requested to us, the federal government, the Commonwealth government, that they want this particular grant to not attract any tax to any businesses who receive it. And of course, by that I mean predominantly small businesses or businesses that meet the eligibility criteria of those specific grants that have been given tax-free status. So that was definitely prevalent in Victoria last year and has since become prevalent in New South Wales this year. And not too long ago, there were a couple of South Australian grants which also received tax-free status. So that is the main legislation that gives credence to what makes a COVID-19 grant tax-free as opposed to taxable. Moving on now to the legislative instrument that saddles up with the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997 and is the reason for Section 59-97 to come into play is the Income Tax Assessment Eligible State and Territory COVID-19 Economic Recovery Grant Programs Declaration 2020. So let's go to Section 5 of this declaration, Part 2, Eligible State and Territory Small Business COVID-19 Grant Programs. Moving on now to the legislative instrument that saddles up with that particular section of the Tax Act, the Income Tax Assessment Eligible State and Territory COVID-19 Economic Recovery Grant Programs Declaration 2020. Let's go to Section 5 of this declaration, specifically Part 2, Eligible State and Territory Small Business COVID-19 Grant Programs, Paragraph 5, entitled Declared as Eligible Programs. It says, under subsection 59-97-3 of the Act, each item of the following table declares a grant program of the state or territory specified in the item to be an eligible program for the purposes of paragraph 59-97-1b of the Act. And then we have the table of the grants that have been given the tax-free status. So we'll start off with New South Wales, and there are four grants currently under non-assessable, non-exempt rules, obviously for businesses that meet the eligibility criteria of the grant itself and also the eligibility criteria of section 59-97 subsection 2 of the Act with regards to a small business entity. So these are the grants. The 2021 COVID-19 Business Grant, the 2021 COVID-19 Job Saver Payment, the 2021 COVID-19 Micro Business Grant, and the New South Wales Performing Arts COVID Support Package. 
So those are the only four in New South Wales that are subject to the extremely favorable, and I'm sure in the many minds of these businesses who receive these grants, generous and grateful tax-free status. But the state that started all of this was the state of Victoria, of course, due to the second wave of COVID-19 in 2020 that they suffered through. Now, before the second wave began, Victoria was pretty much the leader in coming out with a grant program for small businesses to help support them on the back of the original lockdown that occurred nationwide from the 23rd of March 2020 right up until late April, early May. Now, remember, Victoria were the last state to ease off the original lockdown restrictions. So remember those four reasons to leave home. They were the last state to really come out of that. I think Western Australia may have been the first one to start making a move towards getting back to some semblance of normal. So on the back of that, they did announce a business support fund, which was a one-off payment of $10,000. Now, at the time, that was accessible income, and that was in 2020 financial year. So that program came out in late May, early June. Then there was an extension of that business support fund, which came out around late July, early August. And there were two tiers of payments there, one for metropolitan Melbourne businesses and one for regional Victoria, with the exception of the Mitchell Shire. Because if you recall, when the second wave first began in on the 8th of July, metropolitan Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire went back into a stage three lockdown, which was the same as the original lockdown nationwide. But regional Victoria, the rest of regional Victoria, so everyone except for the Mitchell Shire, continued on with the restrictions that were in place, which were not stay-at-home restrictions. Then the 2nd of August came around, Metropolitan Melbourne went into stage four lockdown, which included the infamous 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. curfew. And the rest of regional Victoria, including the Mitchell Shire, went into a stage three lockdown. So those businesses that were eligible for the business support fund extension in metropolitan Melbourne and the Mitchell Shire were eligible for $10,000. And those businesses in the rest of regional Victoria were eligible for $5,000. However, once again, those grants were taxable. So on the 13th of September, 2020, as the second wave continued to roll on and as restrictions continued to be extended, lockdowns continued to be extended, well, regional Victoria was starting to come out, but metropolitan Melbourne kept staying in right up until the last week of October. When the business support fund round three was announced, again, on the 13th of September, 2020, the Victorian state government actually applied to the Commonwealth government for tax free status of this grant. So this was the ultimate game changer. They specifically pleaded with the Commonwealth government to give tax relief to these businesses for this grant. And the Commonwealth government agreed. Hence the creation of the declaration I mentioned earlier and the addition slash amendment to the Income Tax Assessment Act 1997. So it all started with the business support fund round three and plenty other grant programs in Victoria were added to this tax-free list, and I'll go through them now. The Alpine Business Fund, the Alpine Resorts Support Program, Streams 1, 2, and 3, the Business Continuity Fund, the Business Cost Assistance Program, Round 2, the Business Cost Assistance Program, Round 2, July Extension, the aforementioned Business Support Fund 3, the Impacted Public Events Support Program, the Independent Cinema Support Program, the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund, 
the Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund 2021. They are two separate grants, those ones. So there was one late last year and then one, of course, earlier this year. The Licensed Hospitality Venue Fund 2021 July Extension. The Live Performance Support Program. The Melbourne City Recovery Fund Small Business Reactivation Grants. The Outdoor Eating and Entertainment Package. The Small Business COVID Hardship Fund. The Sole Trader Support Fund and the Sustainable Event Business Program. That's a very extensive list of grants in Victoria and no surprise because Victoria was the hardest hit state last year and fair to say even with New South Wales's outbreak in June and July this year, which led to their lengthy lockdown up until the second week of October, Victoria again suffered a pretty severe wave and if anything exceeded New South Wales's own wave during this year, which of course Victoria have only just come out of the last couple of weeks. So no surprise to see Victoria with a whole heap of grants that have been given tax-free status. But there are still some grants that were issued out in Victoria after the 13th of September 2020 that weren't given tax-free status under this declaration and under the Tax Act. Namely, the first round of the Business Costs Assistance Program. Because you're thinking, well, you heard round two, you heard the July extension, and with those particular rounds, there have been automatic payments that have come ever since then, which tie back to those particular grants. But the very first Business Costs Assistance Program grant, which was announced on the back of the SNAP lockdown in February of 2021, was not granted tax-free status. So why would that be the case? Well, I can give you the short answer and say... I don't know. And I'm not being a smart ass about that. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to get myself out of doing extra work and research to tell you the reason why. It would actually be a legitimate response because I'm not there when the decisions are made or the decisions are not made with regards to why a grant that's been announced on or after the 13th of September 2020 is not tax-free, even though it's got the legislative instruments in place to allow it to be tax-free. I'm not there in the cabinets of these particular state governments to make that decision. But if I put my critical thinking cap on and look at what information is out there publicly, I can go, okay, well, we'll start with the timing of the grant. So we'll look at when that grant was announced in the grand scheme of lockdowns and restrictions and the like. So in the case of the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 1, considering I went through that long shopping list of grants that have been given tax-free status in Victoria, that particular one wasn't, I think, because it was announced on the back of a very short and sharp lockdown. And yes, on that occasion, it was a very short lockdown. I think it only lasted 12 days from best of memory compared with the most recent lockdown. So it had also been a few months since the second wave in Victoria ended. So that was the end of October 2020 for Metropolitan Melbourne and mid-September 2020 for regional Victoria. So a few months had elapsed and restrictions had eased off enough for businesses that would fall under that program to be able to operate at a reasonable enough level to have an opportunity to make a reasonable enough income. So it was just felt that at the time, given that that lockdown in February didn't last too long and businesses were back open again to restrictions prior to that lockdown. So they went straight back to the same restrictions. It, weren't, it wasn't a gradual easing. It was a snap down and a snap back up. That, that grant would be taxable in a sense that it's a small amount and 
hopefully those businesses have recovered to an extent where they would be able to cover the tax imposed on those grants. As opposed to the licensed hospitality venue fund where restaurants, cafes, pubs, nightclubs, etc., etc., were still subjected to pretty strict density limits right through the remaining months of spring 2020 into summer 2020 and 2021 and either side of that February lockdown. So that very first licensed hospitality venue fund and then the second one and obviously the extension were given tax-free status across the board because those businesses were subject to far stricter restrictions than those businesses that fell under the guidelines of the Business Costs Assistance Program Round 1. So that would be my explanation for why that particular grant remained taxable. However, the second round of that grant and the extension in July with tougher lockdowns in May and June that went a little bit longer, and of course then July, in and out, in and out, in and out. August, that dragged on and on, especially in Metro Melbourne. Those grants following became tax-free, so Business Cost Assistance Program Round 2 and the July extension and the automatic top-up payments that followed those grants. But yeah, the Business Cost Assistance Program Round 1 grant was taxable, most likely for the reasons that I've specified. Now, are they necessarily the right reasons? You can agree to disagree on that one, but those are the reasons that I believe from that logical and critical thinking standpoint that were given for that grant to remain taxable. And I guess it does make sense in one way because if you look at grant programs in other states, so forget New South Wales and Victoria, let's now go to the rest of the country, so South Australia, Western Australia, Queensland, Northern Territory, the ACT and Tasmania, right throughout 2020 after the first lockdown, the nationwide lockdown, and into this year, with the exception, I guess, of the ACT, as the New South Wales lockdown and the case numbers continued to rise throughout July and August and September, which trickled into the ACT, and then they went through a lengthy lockdown. All these other states and territories only ever experienced very short and sharp lockdowns on occasion, and they weren't necessarily statewide either, with the exception of South Australia for a week in July, which I believe was the reason why the two grants that were announced in July in South Australia, being the COVID-19 Business Support Grant July Program and the COVID-19 Additional Business Support Grant became non-accessible, non-exempt as well. So the State Treasurer for the South Australian Government, Rob Lucas, wrote to the Federal Treasurer, Josh Frydenberg, back in August to ask for these two grants to receive tax-free status and Josh Frydenberg granted those two particular grants that particular status. So that is it. None of the other states and territories have made any submissions to date for their particular grant programs to become tax-free, which you might think, well, that's interesting why the ACT hasn't done that. Why hasn't the Chief Minister, Andrew Barr, stepped up and said, look, we've been locked down for quite some time. How about we give some tax relief to our businesses. Well, that's a matter for his government and more specifically his treasury to present their case to the Commonwealth government and to Treasurer Frydenberg to say, well, we went through a lengthy lockdown ourselves and we believe our businesses deserve to have tax relief as well, which I'm definitely confident he'll get that. It's just a matter of them asking for that. So not sure why it hasn't happened yet to date, but who knows? It may yet happen in the future. Of course, we've still got 
quite a few months until the 30th of June 2022 rolls around. So plenty of time before any of those tax returns have to be lodged and even further months beyond the 30th of June, especially if you come and lodge through a registered tax agent such as ourselves at Southern Cross Business Advisors. So it's not necessarily something to worry about from a business's point of view right now. But bear in mind that there is another tax that could well come into play and that's goods and services tax GST. But fear not, all of these grants are GST free as they are not paid in receipt of a taxable supply. So you're not exchanging a good or a service with the state government to be paid these grants. They are simply offering this money to you out of their own goodwill to assist you with the impacts of the COVID-19 pandemic. They're not expecting anything in return from you apart from just an application to assess your eligibility. That's simply it. So you're not doing anything. You're not entering a contract with them to provide a good or a service. You're not selling them anything. You're not making food for them, anything like that. It's simply that you're filling out an application form, whether it's online or on paper, sending it to the government. They then assess and see whether you're eligible. And if you are, they'll pay you the money and you walk away. So no GST implications whatsoever. But as I've stated throughout this episode, they are either taxable or tax-free depending on the particular grant that you have received. So that wraps up this episode. I hope it has helped you with providing further clarity as to whether or not the grant that you have received is subject to tax or can be left off your tax return completely. However, I do stress, like I did at the start of the episode, that if you require specific advice to your specific grant and other needs and circumstances, if you are a client of ours or you are looking to become a client of ours, by all means, drop in at 234 Deakin Avenue, Wildura and make an appointment with us or give us a phone call 0350186444 or send us an email admin at scba.com.au and don't forget to subscribe to the Shooting for the Stars podcast via our main podcast platforms Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, The Podcast Index and rss.com This is Louis Bulzomi and as is forever and always the case at Southern Cross Business Advisors, our clients all have life goals and we're here to help them identify and achieve them. Goodbye.